I don't know he what half dork. the kids were wearing, dude. Honestly, I mean, I was. They were either way uh, like Tom Drain had shorts on, <laughs> and then Declan literally. I don't know. He looked like Willy Wonka or something, man. Just I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Cody, Cody had some swag. I didn't see a lot of. And then Mies had a t. I think it was a Monster Energy T-shirt on. I, yeah. I, yeah. Wow. The guy just tied Scotty Parker's record for for nine championships, and he's wearing a T-shirt to the banquet. Episode 154, Tank Slap and Pod. Springfield weekend is over. A lot of buildup. And then, boom, like like that, it's all done. Season's over. It's beer drinking season for a lot of these riders. Eric Hartley on the other side of the mic. What's up, brother? Not much. Yeah, the uh, the season's over, I guess. Now I'm just going to crawl back into my fucking uh, cave and just, like, disappear. I have nothing to do. My personality's gone. So, yeah, no, it's crazy. It's uh. It was just built up and it's crazy. It's over. It is over. It's, it's crazy to me. I, I guess I like it. Um, now there's a lot of time for these riders to kind of prepare for next year. So the off season's a lot longer, which is, which is really cool for development, but damn, I, these guys might forget how to ride their bikes by the time they get to <laughs> next year. But yeah, we got a lot to cover. We'll talk about the Springfield weekend. We'll talk about the season in general, maybe chat a little bit about next season and then we'll just slam a bunch of interview pods your guys way in coming months because there's not a lot going on obviously season's over but yeah we'll uh we'll figure that out i want to make sure we shout out mission foods for keeping us rolling huge supporter of fly track and our podcast if you can support them go buy some products chips tortilla shells salsa they got it all uh big shout out to mission foods Bell Power Sports, check out Bell Helmets to view their full line of products. Cruzy laid the bike down at Moto America this weekend, and I'm super thankful he was wearing his Bell Helmet. He popped right back up, a little pissed off, and, and finished the race. So shout out to Bell Helmets. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing, check out their website, yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Let's get into it, man. What are we chatting about first? Uh, like I told you before we came on the pod, it's a double header. So we're not going to run through everything right off the bat, but let's start off first with the singles. I want to give a huge shout out. Congratulations to Cody cop on winning his second consecutive AFT singles title. This one was pretty challenging. I think toward the end there, he, he had a little bit of a gap where uh, it wasn't overly stressful for him maybe going into Springfield. But, you know, as we saw the start of the year, those KTMs really struggled on the on the mile tracks. But, damn, they turned it around. And I still don't think their bikes are the fastest bikes out there. They visibly look slower than the blue and red bikes up front. But they really they made the bikes competitive. And Cody went out and he fucking won Springfield Mile the first day, man. That's a... That's a hell of a way to kind of cap off your season, Eric, getting a win and wrapping up the championship. Yeah, I, I to go back on what you're saying about the, the KTMs versus the other colors on the track. No, it's it's um, they had to really ride those um, those bikes well over the weekend um, and to squeeze out every single little ounce of power after them, you know, and to also give a shout out to the privateers on those KTMs. Um, they 
you know, they were kind of off the mark earlier in the year, but um, I think by and large, um, K team kind of came around Springfield, but it also goes to Springfield being a different kind of a beast um, and how you ride that track. But nope, definitely uh, didn't foresee the uh, this uh, KTM singles doing as well as uh, they did in Springfield. So congratulations, but no, that, that's crazy. Yeah, and and he only, I mean, dude, it was close. I mean, it was ten hundreds or one hundredth of a second. Sorry, I struggle with decimals, but uh, one hundredth of a second, man. That's that's a blink of an eye over Tom Drain, and and it wouldn't have surprised me to see kind of Drain win both those events. And uh, he ended up getting the win on day two, where he had a beautiful draft pass over Chase Sadhoff. Um, we'll get into that a little bit, but. Yeah, Drain was second the first day in Sadhoff. He was a contender all weekend at Springfield. Uh, his bikes looked great. They had a lot of power out of the uh, Chase's bikes. And Chase ended up, uh, I guess it was third and second. So for good first day overall in general. Um, I guess we will touch upon the second day. I really thought once Chase led it off turn four, you really didn't see a lot of draft passes at Springfield you, you don't see as many as you used to. I think it's harder to draft when they ride higher up on the track. It's harder to get a draft going to the finish line than when it like grooves up around the rail for whatever reason. And there weren't a lot of draft passes going to the stripe. It was actually, I think Springfield now it's the hardest track to kind of get that draft toward the finish line. I think it's because the, the straightaway to the line, it's just a little bit shorter. It seems, I don't know the math on it, but Compared to like Red Mile and Sacramento, the start finish is just way farther down the straightaway. And once Chase led it off four, I thought he had it. But the only person that for him that he probably didn't want behind him was Tom Drain on on the Essenson bike. Because not only is Tom, he's he's really good at drafting. He's super tiny, but those Essenson bikes look like the strongest bikes now. Um I think the Turner bikes looked looked like they were the fastest mile bikes, Eric, the start of the year. But whatever Essenson did now, it's their bikes are they've come a long way. And yeah, it was overall, you know, the podium was the same both days. But yeah, the second day it was a, both days, honestly, were nail biters going to the finish. Yeah, I just can't get over how good Tom Drain is at Springfield. It goes back to last year. I know that. Uh, you know, he had kind of the rain out and and all that, but even even before the 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 rain out and um, he God damn, he's just so smooth at Springfield. And you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's tiny for sure, but he's just methodical out there. It's um, it's gonna be interesting uh, how he progresses over the years when his balls drop and he hits puberty and he puts a little bit of weight on. But right now, he is just he's damn near unbeatable. Yeah, and I look at his first five races. He had a fifth, twelfth, thirteenth, eleventh, tenth, and then even Ventura, the sixth race, he had a seventh. And then he went one, three, one, two, seven, three, one, two, two, five, two, one. Um, if I'm any of the other competitors, I'm Cody Cop. I'm looking at Tom Drain for next season, man. I it'd be interesting to look at rounds seven through eighteen and see who had the most points. I bet it's, I bet it's Tom drain. So it's, yeah, he had a, a really good year. He did a lot better than I thought he would do. Like I said, I thought he'd win two or three races. Um, he ended up with four wins, but I thought he'd finish more like fourth or fifth in the points and, uh, just learning and adjusting to like the clay racetracks and the TTs, but he was really strong at Peoria. He finished second. He was really strong at castle rock. 
and dude, he won a lot of the won a lot of those challenges and had a really, really good year. So shout out to Tom Drain, the whole Drain family. They they did a an excellent job this year. And yeah, hats off to Tom for he's the unofficial rookie of the year, but uh but he did uh he did a great and job. And hats off to Tom Drain for wearing shorts to the uh end of year banquet. <laughs> I know. I saw that. I was a little Nice had like a monster to... energy t-shirt on and a hat, dude, I guess. Well, he probably got paid a lot of money to wear that monster energy t-shirt. I guess hat, when you so. have a banquet in Springfield, it's just like, I mean, it's, <sighs> it's a far stretch from the, uh, the yacht around the statue of Liberty banquet that I went to in 2019. We literally took a yacht and drove it around the statue of Liberty while we had our banquet. I mean, that was pretty, pretty epic. And now they settled for, the Abe Lincoln motel in Springfield, <laughs> Illinois. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway. So, so let's, uh, yeah. hold on before we get off the Tom drain train here. I, he's small in stature, right? So I'm sitting here thinking about what is, what does his career look like? And I just, I, I think he's going to be the face of singles for a long time due to the fact that I just don't see him being able to wrestle around a big ass twin has that thought ever crossed your mind on do you think someone of tom train's size could you know hop on a twin and and go to town i just i i don't know i mean i'm pretty small i, I ride a twin exactly fine, you had a so. terrible career no, <laughs> uh, fuck you no i mean <laughs> i i I think Tom's is going to grow quite a bit. Honestly, I feel like he's already grown a lot in the last two years. I think he's going to have a similar build to, to Cody a little bit, kind of tall and skinny. Like I really think Tom, I don't think, I think he's going to probably sprout up another four or five inches in the next okay. year or two. Yeah. I, I think he'll be, uh, I mean, if I was working with Tom, I would maybe, I would maybe work on gaining a little bit of muscle just for durability, but he doesn't look weak. Like when he's riding the bike, it's not, it's he, he rides the shit out of that thing. Like when you watch him ride yeah, he doesn't get tired. in tracks yeah. like that, I mean, he's, he doesn't look like the bikes. It doesn't look like the bike is riding him. He definitely takes control of the bike, but I think the biggest thing for, for these kids with the gym and strength training especially if you're skinny is, is just durability. I think durability is underrated nowadays in uh, not just flat track, but the whole industry. I think, you know, um, working your core, working your leg muscles, especially in flat track. There's a, guy, a lot of guys that have, have leg injuries every year they get hurt. And um, you know, I think that's something that, that can be said for, for that is just strength training for durability. But no, I mean, I think Tom will be, I think he'll be on a twin sooner than you think, man. I mean, he's he's on the only singles team in the paddock with a twin program in house. So yeah. I think I think that makes it easy for them. Like if he goes out and he has a couple good years, I think they'll move him up to a twin. Uh certainly, especially like the Yamaha twin that they have. It's a pretty easy transition from a single to a twin. I mean, if he was going from that to like an XR seven fifty back in the day, it'd be a lot different. But those Yamaha twins look look like it's a pretty pretty good transition i mean dallas he crushed it right away so uh yeah we'll see man right. we'll see yeah that'll cody be that'll be fun to see i know cody's got another year i think at least one more year on his contract so he's with ktm once again i did hear that i think max whale is going to sign with ktm again uh, max didn't have a great springfield to be honest the first day he was ninth and then he actually jumped on cody's bike the second day 
and he was he was ninth again. So not a great Springfield for Max. Um, but anyway, he's going to be back on on those bikes. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Trevor Bruner. Got fourth both days, Eric. He pretty much it's where that guy, dude. He's been really consistent. He he didn't finish any worse than sixth all year. He had four sixth place finishes three fifth place finishes and then it was fourth or better with two wins so trevor was really consistent all year he finished five points behind tom for second and i heard he doesn't have a deal yet but i think he did enough to stay on the team if if they if he if he chooses to do so um i don't know what what their plan is honestly i i have no idea but I think he did enough result wise to, to merit staying on the blue bikes, but I just don't know what, what their plans are. Honestly, it's just, if he is available, he's going to be sought after from a lot of teams. I think he'll be the, the, the number one kind of free agent, so to speak, leading into the offseason. You know, anytime somebody brings up Tom Brunner, all I can think of, and I don't know if you share Tom this, Brunner, this Trevor Brunner, bro, Trevor Brunner. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> is the kid from Jurassic Park? You know the, the little kid from that movie, Jurassic Park just, or Jurassic World? Like, are we talking the '90s movies or the newer ones? The original, like the little kid, the little shit that uh, is in the Jurassic Park movies. He's in the, and he's also in the Pacific. Uh, that's who I just think Trevor Brenner looks like, and I just can't. Every time he comes out, I just want to. I just want the the the, the theme song for Jurassic Park to be playing. And fucking, I don't know if you get that i uh, i'll have to go back watch that for nostalgia like i haven't seen jurassic park oh he just i used to be scared of it when i was younger so i didn't watch it It used to give me nightmares but i i'll I'll go back yeah i'll man up and watch them but yeah he he had a really good year man and uh shout out to essison for for just a great season in general second and third and in both championships is nothing to be uh ashamed of so yeah good overall season for the blue bikes i do feel like the the SSM bikes, they they look like they're above and beyond the other bikes out there. Uh, I think the KTMs, they they work really well on the short track, half mile and TTs. Like they have a lot of grip and traction, and they look really well. But overall, the uh, the Yamahas of uh, of Drain and Bruner looked looked great. So, what's uh, your uh, what's your thought on why you don't see more blue bikes in the singles class? I don't know, man. I mean, I think. I mean, first off, there's a huge difference in an Essence and Yamaha 450 versus what anybody else could do to a, a Yamaha 450. I mean, let's mm-hmm. not, I don't want to act and be naive like Essence and pretty much can, you know, they, they're, they have unlimited budget, not unlimited, but it's a, a big budget, big resources. And they're able, I mean, dude, they could, I'd love to see what somebody like Essence could do with like, a Suzuki. I mean, it really doesn't matter what they're riding. Like they can, they'll figure it out just with the team they have, uh, you know, budget's one thing, but they also put the right people in place. And that's something that doesn't get talked about enough either is, you know, they hired Tommy Hayden, they have James Hart, they have Nick Daniels, they have some really good electronics guys. They, they put a really good team in place, Brandon Bergen, uh, you know, I'm sorry if I'm missing anybody, but they put a really good team in place that works, works good together. But I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm honestly surprised. There's still a lot of Hondas out there. Um, I think they're the easiest bikes to kind of get power out of, but 
I love my Yamaha 450, the one I I ride moto with. It's phenomenal. I mean, it's it's the best by far the best motorbike I've ever ridden. So I don't know. I I don't. I mean, maybe it's lack of go fast parts availability on stuff. To yeah. I haven't I haven't dipped into it much, but yeah, there's they were the only two Yamahas in the main event both days. Yeah, so we'll have to. Uh... We'll have to uh, reach out to Fredericktown Yamaha, see what they uh, see what they Ian, say. Why aren't these things going in circles? He's a he listens every show, man. Ian from Fredericktown Yamaha, he's a great guy. If uh, if anyone needs anything Yamaha, hit up Fredericktown Yamaha. Ian's he's the man. But yeah, no, I, I have no idea. So uh, I will uh, say I want to get kind of go back to the Turner the Turner boys for the weekend. Merg got fifth both days which was a huge improvement from where he's been most of the season. Uh, his bike, him and Trent, I'm mean, visibly their bikes looked a little off of what Chase's bike yeah. was. It just seemed like they couldn't, they couldn't sniff a draft quite like Chase could. And Chase isn't, a, he's not, I mean, they're all similar in size, I think, but you know, there was a couple of times where, where Merg, especially the second day, he was making beautiful passes and setting guys up perfect. And, and he just couldn't, he didn't have that extra little bit of whatever needed to go by the straightaway like they had earlier in the year on the miles. And it was kind of visible. So I don't know. I don't know what, what was uh, the scoop there, but Merg and Trent, I thought they rode very well. Trent, he won a heat race or however semi you want to fucking word it these days. It should be called heat races, I think, but that's another topic. But yeah, he got a back heat race. Back in my day. Yeah, back in my day, he uh, got a heat race win, and uh, yeah, Merg fifth both days, and Trent was sixth and eighth. Uh, he was eighth the second day, sixth the first day. So, yeah, I I, I didn't have that on my bingo card. The the Turner guys, I do have to give that uh, far back Merg a shout out. He uh, so like I, you know, it's no secret, you know, being from Illinois, I'm rooting for you know, chase to get that first fucking win at Springfield. And I think it was, well, it was on a day two. And all of a sudden towards the end of the race, here comes Merg. Just like, it was like, Holy shit. He's going to play fucking spoiler on this. And so it was really funny. Um, just like out of nowhere, Merg just put it together on that last day. And uh, he wrote so good. I was like, D-, I was like sitting there screaming. I was like, don't you ruin this for chase. Damn it. But no, it was a great ride. Great ride by Merg. Yeah, and then going into the next rider who was consistent both days is uh, Rookie of the Year, Declan Bender, man. He he looked great both days. I've said it all year that he he's a pretty good miler. I mean, I think that's his best track. And the Luzak, Privateer, KTMs, they run very, very well. I, I have my bike up there right now getting, getting done by Luzak. And he did Evan Renshaw's bikes that he won the Horizon Award on. So Mike does a really good job with, with the motors being a, you know, a privateer guy and, and Declan rode, rode the bike very well. I mean, I think a little bit, a little bit of lack of experience, maybe hurt him from getting his first podium, but he was in the mix both days and he really put a, an expo, expo, exclamation point. How do you fucking say that's a tough one? Exclamation point. Exclamation point (laughs) on uh, the rookie of the year title. I think he was, the most consistent rookie all year and he got better as the year went on where a lot of the other triple digits, man, they just kind of, they really weren't a factor the rest of the year. Like they were the, the start of the year. I I mean, I think Declan, he was the only rider to make both Springfield mains as a triple digit. I think 
maybe Landon Smith got in the first day, but he was, I think he was 19th or second day. I think he got in, but mm-hmm. maybe he was a provisional. I don't know who took provisionals. Honestly, there was provisionals both days. I guess I could go back and look, but I'm not going to. Yeah, so no. yeah. it's definitely good for that, uh, for that damn Dicklin. He, uh, he got up there in the mix and you're right. Like there for a while, he was sniffing at uh, the podium and, you know, it's just such a crapshoot coming off corner four and, um, you know, just setting yourself up in the right position uh, to come out ahead. And, um, you know, I, yeah, I think, you know, as, as a, what is he, 17 year old uh, rookie, I think he's 17 now rookie, um, you know, just an experience got him right there on the line, but uh, it's pretty cool to see, um, you know, him battling with uh, the blue bikes and the orange bikes and the red bikes, like the quote unquote factory guys. And, um, I do have to ask, what the fuck was he wearing at the po- at the uh, the the banquet? I'm gonna be the style guy for uh, the podcast. That fucking purple bow <laughs> bow tie. It's like, oh, Declan, you. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what dork. half the kids were wearing, dude. Honestly, I mean, I was. They were either way uh, like Tom Drain had shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> and then Declan literally I don't know he looked like fucking Willy Wonka or something man just I don't know I don't know what was going on Cody Cody had some swag I didn't see a lot of and then Meese had a t I think it was a Monster Energy t-shirt on I, yeah I yeah the guy just tied Scotty Parker's record for for nine championships and he's wearing a t-shirt to the banquet I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on but Cody Cody looked good he's got he had some swag going but I didn't see a lot of pictures man um yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what he. They should have stripped him of his rookie of the year title for that bow tie, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder what he's going to spend that seventy five hundred bucks on. I mean, I he's going to go down to JC Penney's and Coles and get himself some uh, off the shelf suits. That's what he's going to get. <laughs> Gap or Old Navy. Get him some fucking <laughs> stees. Nah, yeah, he had a he had a good year. He really picked it up there at the end of the season, and yeah, I'm sure he's gonna have a little bit more confidence going into the to, uh, next year. But yeah, Landon Smith actually took a provisional the second day. I lied, I did look it up while we you were talking. Landon Smith took a provisional the second day, and then Hunter Bauer took a provisional the the first day. I will say, uh, Landon has the funniest talk I've ever seen. Um, he comes off the court, his, his arms, like they're completely parallel with the handlebars. And it's so emphasized that, I mean, he's, it's not a bad talk, but the, like the way he sets, he sets it up is, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome to, to watch, but he's, he's not a bad miler either Landon. He, that's nope. probably his best track as well. The miles, but yeah, the talk is ferocious. Would sure. you say, um, I, you know, I always ask the dumb questions, but it's, um, would you say that Springfield is a track that if you are just balls to the wall, you're going to do better than someone that might be not scared, but just not as uh, willing to ride on that edge of just life or death? Do you think Springfield is a track that if you're uh, like, I was nah, saying, just like, nah. riding, no, okay. no, I mean, it's especially this weekend, like the first day. It looked like those guys were barely on the throttle. It, it started to groove up the first day, and I was thinking, like, damn, why couldn't it have done that when I was on the production twin? But no, I, it's uh, it's more, it's more, dude. A lot of it is bike setup there. I've noticed. I mean, okay, people th- think I suck at Springfield because of the results on the G and G bike, but man, I've I almost won it one year on like my privateer Cali in the premier class. Like I was, I was right there with Cool Beth and Smith and. 
a lot of it, like that, that year, like I just unloaded the bike out of the trailer and it was so good. I just, I, I, yeah, a lot of it's bike setup and it's finesse and I don't know, dude. I mean, it's Springfield's not hard to go okay. fast on. It's, it's hard to win, really hard yeah. to win, but a lot of guys okay. I would race at Springfield who I'd never see the rest of the year. It was kind of frustrating. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I hated going there just because of how equal everybody is, but that's why the fans love it so much. Cause it's really, it's really good racing, but no, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it's more, more bike setup and calculations and being smooth and things like that. But, um, yeah. So going into, man, a lot of these riders had really similar results both days. James Ott was eighth on day two, seventh on day one. I thought that was a really good result for him. He was in the mix at the tail end of the draft, the sec, uh, was it the first day or second day? I think the second day, I think it was the first day. I don't fucking know. One of the days he was right there at the tail end of the lead draft. And I, I thought that was a good result. It's no secret that, that the Huskies really don't have a lot of speed on the miles. We've really struggled getting horsepower on those bikes this year, but, but James, yeah, he had a really, really solid two top tens for him on the day was, uh, was James on the weekend sorry not the day <laughs> the overall weekend and then chad chad was uh 10th on the first day he struggled a little bit the second day but the first day chad was 10th so two huskies in the top 10 on uh day one i thought was uh was solid for for them and they also finished ninth and 10th in points eric so two two top yeah. 10 in points for for the first impressions guys and uh i you know with your uh, familiarity with that team um, put you on the spot a little bit. How um, how are you digesting how the first impressions uh, team did this year? Um, and I'll preface it that by saying that um, I am a fan of Husqvarna bikes. My my son has uh, had a couple Huskies. I've had a Husky. Um, so my goal, I would say, as a fan would be uh what was going to be let's get them inside the top 10 and they they did it um but that's obviously different than someone that's intimately involved with the team is that about where you guys um had set your goals and expectations or were you uh a little bit remiss wishing you guys could have done a little bit more yeah i mean i i i want to win i mean no matter what anything i'm involved with i'm overly competitive and i I thought we had a good shot to maybe get a couple wins this year but things just didn't work out and yeah for me i mean it doesn't look like i'll be doing it next year i'm just so busy with my schedule and honestly i didn't i wasn't able to devote as much time to it as i would have liked and there's a lot of things i would have done differently with the team but i had it's really it's a fun team i had a lot of fun working with eric that guy is he's something else he's a unicorn and he really puts a lot of effort and time into the program and spends a lot of money but yeah i think the riders like james and chad both have their pros and cons and i think i see a lot of my i see a lot of myself in james i see a lot of the hard work and grit and the want to the want to succeed uh there's a lot of small things i feel like james could clean up and be a lot better and honestly, it's a lot of really basic stuff. I mean, it's it's taken off the line. It's uh, hole shots. It's racecraft. It's making adjustments. Like I feel James has a lot of speed, but sometimes he's not particularly uh, super good at making adjustments mid race. I think there's a couple of races this year. Like he probably could have won, but just making those adjustments. I mean, it's hard, dude. And 
he had three podiums, which I don't want that to be underlooked. Like three podiums in this class is amazing. So I thought he had a great year. I definitely think he can build on that and be, be better for sure. And then Chad too, man. I mean, he showed a lot of speed this year. He had a dash for cash win at, I think it was Texas. He showed, he still has the speed to get it done. And I think with some, with some training and things like that, I mean, it's something Chad's got to think about this off season. It's like, dude, uh, as we get older, you you really got to fucking want it. I mean, these kids, they, 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 they got to win to eat. I mean, they're, they're out there. They, they don't have a backup plan either. Like they want to race, like they don't want to go to work at nine to five. And for Chad, I just think there's a, there's a lot there that can be done during the week and this off season to, to get him where he needs to be. And, and we'll see what that looks like. Like, I don't even know what the team is planning on doing for next year. I, I, I think they're going racing, but I also, I have no idea what that looks like or who the riders are or anything like that, but no, it was a fun year. I, like, I enjoyed my time with them. I really tried to coach, coach the guys the best I could. And yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a fun year, man. So hats off to them. And I know they can be better though. So I hope they, uh, you know, work, keep working and can do even better next year. All right. That long-winded, was that good? <laughs> that was good. That was exactly what I was going for. I always yeah. like to put you on the spot. Nah, it's, yeah. Uh, going into, so Cole Zabala was 10th on day two. Taryn Santera was 11th. Shayna was 12th. Travis Petten. Both of these riders were were pretty similar. I mean, Petten was 11th. The cowboy the hat. Yeah, I saw that. I wonder, I he, didn't he, was he one of the ones that had, like, I didn't, the Vincent, like, he's a Vincent guy, right? Did he wear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had one of the uh, the old school uh, uh, hats that you were uh, you were not a fan of. I like yeah. him, but. Maybe he switched uh, to the you're... cowboy hat because of that, you know, but I, I fuck with the cowboy it's a vibe, hat. dude. I, yeah, I like the cowboy I, yeah. hat. That was cool. Um, keep it, keep it going, Taryn. Yeah, I I saw that. I was I was a fan of that. That's cool, man. We need to mix it up. That was uh was way better than the goofy. It's like the something my grandpa would wear the other hat. Okay. So so this is essentially the wrap up pod of the season. And again, I'm gonna go back to the Eric is the fashion polista. Uh, but I so they everybody started getting a vibe on the ride introductions they'd have they'd have hats or they'd have sponsors you could see that like they were like putting effort into they're getting better what am i gonna yeah and like because of the pod guys were rocking like yeah it's because the pod is that's what i'm saying it's like Uh Corey, you and i are uh single-handedly saving this sport and i just wanted to say that uh congratulations but no it's good it was really cool to see the guys like starting to invest in like the showmanship i'm like there we go there we fucking go guys yeah cody does a really good job with it max max has had some funny some funny intro stuff this year (laughs) yeah the jet is always kind of entertaining to me just he doesn't have to do anything just the fucking look on his face just always kind (laughs) of cracks me up but uh i will i'm gonna hammer declan again i he's he's got the worst like wave like he waves when he goes out and it looks like he's swatting flies he just like waves his arm really fast like bro you're gonna get arm pumped before you go out on the starting line <laughs> so yes yeah, lo- love you buddy but yeah is Declan's intro and then Landon Smith he he I never know what he's gonna do it's always like he'll point to the hat or the helmet and I, I I love the kids that just are awkward and they're just like they just hold their helmet up or something or they point to like sometimes it's like nothing they'll just point to their helmet it's like yeah I have hey, my helmet you, the- <laughs> 
I'm 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 pointing towards a like a random spot on the helmet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. This, and then the, they should the, have a the, sponsor the, me like your logo here and just point to it. You yeah, know? there you go. Like nice, your logo nice. here with like a $500 like sticker or something you could have, you hey, could sponsor don't sell yourself short. What was it like 40 grand for a uh, fucking sour patch? Let's, let's shoot for the moon here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I got on the podium <laughs> at Springfield with that helmet in the big class. So that was, yeah, I, think, I think the value is a little different, but no, nah, I, it's fun to watch the kids, man. We give them a hard time. And I, I'm I truly, it. honestly, I like, I don't, I don't dislike any of the kids out there. I mean, I'm a fan of, of all of them. I'm just a grumpy, retired, washed up fuck. And I'm just, <laughs> I like to t- talk shit, but overall it was, uh, yeah, it was cool to watch them kind of like the Santeros and the Pettins and all them kind of mix it up. Rooster Evans and Hunter Bauer and Raggio. Yeah. I, I call him Raggio. Uh, it's just Raggio. I was Raggio. And- I love his family. Oh, they're so awesome. Yeah, they're super nice. Uh, Trevor Bruner. I always call him Trevor Brunner. Like, I don't know why. Just Rooster <laughs> Evans. And- yeah. Um, Shayna, she had a big blow-up job on her her bike. She finally had a – it was a pretty solid bike they put together right before they went yep. out. We were really optimistic. And, yeah, every mile this year, her, her A-bike has blown up. And – it's it's disheartening and her bike that she raced was under 60 horsepower both days i mean it wasn't even in the ballpark and she was uh managed to get out there and get 12th and 13th and i yeah it's a bummer if that doesn't prove like the skill that she still has like she like putting a fucking under 60 horsepower bike like and being you know like she was, I mean, she, yeah, she was, she finished 12th or whatever. She was higher than that. She put up respectable times like that shows like she's still fucking fast and very good at miles. So, um, we'll have to get, uh, Jake Johnson on here and, uh, ask him the tough questions about what's going on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, big fan of Shayna. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what she's doing, man. Like, I, I mean, I guess I haven't heard anything otherwise like that. She's not going to go racing or or whatever, but maybe it's a limited schedule and, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I was on there the other day and, and Bill Warner, big board bill, he was on, you know, kind of somebody posted something about Shane. It was like an article from like two years ago and he commented and he was just saying something like she only, she only has 19 wins and however many years she wrote a single and, you know, people want to, any narrative to discredit. I mean, imagine talking shit about a rider who won 19 fucking races. I mean, there's riders that literally train their whole life just to make main events or get a top 10 or get a podium and, or get one win. And she, she's won 19 races. And then to just say, Oh, she only won 19. It's like, dude, I mean, or she, or she sucks on TTs or they, they only focus on the narrative that, that fits whatever they're trying to say and it's it's gonna be for these for the fans like when she's done like dude she's not that young when she's done riding it's gonna you know i'm sure people are gonna miss watching her ride and they're you know it's gonna be like oh you know I, you know it's, it's a lot of these riders that we we just take for granted i mean it's the you know the cool baths the jake johnson's the even the brian smith's and the henry wiles and the sammy halberts and everybody like when they're done dude it's it's the end of the an void. Era. Yeah, it's it. Like whether you like them or well, not. Well, I think too, like with with Shayna being as successful as she is, and in in this sport, I've just kind of noticed that like if you um achieve success or 
strive for more, um, you know, start to get some, um, you know, corporate backing or just, you know, be a figure in the sport. There are those people in the back that just start chucking fucking grenades at you. I know, but when she was the one traveling in a a rusty van, sleeping in the front seat, it was, it was awesome. Like she put in a grind of a four or five year grind where she literally was sleeping in her van. Cause she had, we didn't have any money to buy hotels. And then yep. when, when those riders make it, it's like, Oh, they just made it, you know, you know, they have all this corporate yeah. money. It's like, dude, you, you, you see the end destination, <laughs> but you don't, you don't go back and look at the journey that it took. And it's even the same with like the Deegans, like Brian Deegan was poor, dude. He had no money. Yes. You know, yes. And, and they look at oh, well, they have all this money and that's why Hayden's so good. It's like, dude, let's not discredit, you know, how broke Brian Deegan was at one point. And it's the same for a lot of these guys. I mean, Dalton Gautier, dude, he used to travel in, in literally a 1950s van with his dad. They would race every weekend, sleep in the van. And, and it's like when riders start to make it, they, you know, people are, they just turn on them so quick. It's like, they don't, they don't, they I don't understand. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. And, um, and I think that's why, like, I have such like, a uh, an appreciation of like the triple digits and the privateers in our sports. Like, yeah, obviously I love the the big name riders and stuff, but like a soft saw on my heart, always those kids that are fucking, you know, circling the wagons in a Walmart parking lot. Like, you know, yeah. And the only thing I, like I that I'm hard on the triple digits is, is just like the lack of effort or trying to be better. I mean, you got to ride your bike. You got to train. You got to, I mean, there's kids that go down to Florida and I, I see them at the practice track once a month when I, dude, I fucking, I'm retired. I'm there three days a week. So I just, you got to put the effort in, you got to train, you got to get up, you got to run, you got to go to the gym. You got to fuck, you got to give a fuck. Like I don't have any sympathy for riders who fail week after week. And I see videos of them getting hammered on the weekend or, you know, they're getting, they're going out, they're getting hammered. They, they just don't get it. It's like, dude, the riders that are, that are crushing it, the, the Dallas Daniels and the Briars and the Cody cops, the ones who are successful, Shayna, dude, I mean, people that make it in this sport, they, they're not doing that. Like you can't do that anymore and be where you want to be. So Yep. And I think I just, some kids will say like, I, I don't know how to get in shape and it, you know, not just racing, but like any sport, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know the, I don't know the sacrifices that I need to be making. Well, the difference is, is that there are kids that ask the question. They're not ashamed to say, I'm ignorant. I don't know what to do. Reach out to someone that's had success and you're given. Dude, a lot of people right? will help and, them, but yeah. a lot of the kids yep. are yep. pretty arrogant too. Like they, they act oh, yeah? really okay. confident and they haven't done much yet, dude. I mean, it's the most humble riders in the singles class are the ones who win the most. I mean, the riders who kind of reach out and ask the most questions are the most successful ones. I mean, Cody, dude, he's always asking and, you know, he's putting in, you know, he shows up at my house every summer for two, three weeks and he's training and, you know, the Trent and everybody that you got to want to be better. Uh, that's the only thing I have a yep. hard time with is, is the lack of effort. Um, yeah. And, 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 and just the kids that just talk about it, but they, but they're not about it. It's like, just shut the fuck you up. You got me on a, uh, put the you got me on a soapbox now. So here's I know, the next I know. one. Do yes. you think that, uh, something that would help this sport is if riders do regardless of class or skill or anything, if they were to have publicists 
or, you know, like someone like, oh, you know, there's uh, like Sammy Sabedra runs a lot of these uh, teams as social media profiles and it's done great. Like you just see better content. Well, step up a ladder. And do you think some of these teams and riders would do better if they started, you know, having somebody help create like a like a like a brand for them and kind of how they interact? I don't know. I just I've always wondered, you know, because I'm sure it would know, help. Who gave me but... the, the, yeah, you know, the guy who gave me the idea was uh, actually Henry Wiles. Is he was like these fuckers? They need publicists, and I was like, I'm just gonna, that's what I'm going to do. I said, okay, Henry, let's uh, yeah, have fun with that. But no, I there is some you know merit. I wonder, like, huh, it might not actually be a bad idea for some of these kids that are getting. I mean, it would help our sport quite a bit. I mean, there's some really, really good riders who you don't hear much from them or about them. They don't post much. I mean, I'm looking like they yeah they don't post much like i don't you don't hear much on social media from like yeah. travis pett and terran santero Rus evans hunter Baller, Raggio. like i know the kids and they're, they're fucking hilarious yeah they're they all are good, funny they're kids. good kids but just creating a brand and getting yourself known and and not not being scared of kind of showing your personality and doing something different. I mean, fuck dude, it's always the same race report and they tag all the sponsors at the bottom of it. And it's yeah. just, I want to know the yeah. struggles behind being a private tier. Like I want to see, you know, like, so I'll, I'll I think Michael Hill does a good job with a it. Photographer. Yes. And she took a bunch of pictures when Declan was out here of like, what it like cleaning the bikes and prepping yeah. and preparing for, all right, when we get to this next race or whatever. And so you're going to start to see content like that, but that's the stuff that I want to see from kids is like, in like pull back that curtain. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Michael Hill does a good job with it. Like I, he does those vlogs and, and they're, they're, they're pretty good. I mean, it's not, they're not, not Spielberg quality, but I, I watch them. I think they're funny. And, he does a good job kind of with that. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, going through here, we'll just kind of blitz through the rest of these results. Dalton Gauthier, he he really struggled. I mean, similar stuff as I, I think with Shayna. I think they had a bike blow up as well, but Dalton finished the year at Springfield Mile with 16th and 12th. I think he was 12th the first day, 16th the second day. But, yeah, I mean, obviously Dalton's a lot better than what these results showed as well. So, yeah, I don't know the answer, man. I don't know. I've been thinking, I texted you, I've been thinking about ways to kind of even up both classes, honestly. And we'll talk about the twins in a little bit, but trying to get, I mean, honestly, a claiming rule, maybe some sort of claiming rule they put back in to kind of keep dun, dun, dun. keep the budget smaller or yeah, maybe uh, something with the ECUs where you have to run stock ECUs. And I think the KTMs, they can they can get in their stock ECU. So maybe you, I don't know, you, you, you don't allow that somehow. I don't know, man. I don't have a good answer with, with the tech stuff, but I mean, you can't tell me the same riders finish in every position anymore. And I just, yeah. I just feel like the the four fifties at the top are a lot better than the four fifties after eighth place. Um, and you go back to like, I was going to touch upon this, but rider, like the singles class, People talk about how good the singles class is now, and they, you know, kind of they want to discredit what it was like. I mean, someone mentioned with Shayna, oh, the competition back then wasn't as hard either when she was winning. And I'm thinking, like, dude, I mean, Brad Baker, Jeffrey Carver, <laughs> JD Beach, Stephen Vanderker, 
uh, Mikey Martin, Mikey Avila. I mean, it was pretty, pretty fucking stacked back then, but I think the the difference back then is everybody in the main event, they were, they were within probably two horsepower, you know, everybody was on similar kind of bikes. And now in the singles class, it's just the top, it's gotten so competitive where the top bikes, I mean, they just seem like they're a lot better than the bikes that are finishing mid pack. It's a question that's going to hang over this season, not like an asterisk or anything, but just what happened with Dalton? And that is going to drive me into kind of the next thing of, yes, there needs to be um, a review of all the data and where everything came and ended up shaking out um, with this season. But on the other hand, what's one of the biggest kind of like, annoyances of American flat track and it is rules packages that are always changing. The goalposts are always moving. So, and I texted you this the other night is they need to invest, figure something out and then stick with it. And, um, you know, I, cause I, you've, I mean, you've shown a lot to me. I don't fucking in anything about moto America, but like, I just kind of feel like they're a little bit more, stuck in their uh their rules package i mean they'll change here and there or whatever but um it kind of seems like our sport is constantly throwing the fucking kitchen sink in there when it's and it's putting everybody behind the eight ball but uh i don't know yeah that's that's kind of where i'm left hanging this i mean i feel like their ears their ears get a little bit bigger when it's a big team talking but when you have your blue collar teams and riders when they put in some input they don't really care as much uh and i just come <laughs> dude it's anytime yeah. i would ever oh yeah i would offer a suggestion literally i would just i was like i'm an idiot i get blown i was just blown off so eventually i'm just like you know what i'm not I'm fucking waste my time i'm gonna show up and race and whatever they decide to do it is what it is because i'm not i'm not writing checks like i'm not covering you know their tv package i'm not there's nothing for me to offer them so they're not going to listen to what i'm saying it seems like within the series the people who, uh, you know, who can help them is who they listen to the most. It's not really, it's not really a customer service thing where they're kind of listening to everybody. It's, but now there's so many bandages on the rules. Like they just kind of, something isn't right. Okay. Well let's, let's restrict it or, all right, well, let's, let's put one millimeter here or let's, let's take away heavy wheels or let's, let's take away the flywheels or let's give this bike 900 CC or let's give this bike twingled or let's give this bike traction control. Let's take that away. Uh, Let's add this, you know, it's, they're just bandaging one thing after the other. And now it's, it's catching up to them where it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I mean, let's go to the, well, we'll go to the twins here, but yeah, I guess we can go to the twins, right? We'll go to the twins. I we guess I we got guess a lot. To, we'll we can talk it. about the uh, we can talk about the season for months, but I wanted to go <laughs> to the twins, and that's like the biggest thing is you look at the singles class. There were there were only six winners. I mean, Cody Cop won eight, Tom Drain won four, Bruner won two, Whaley won one, Trent won two, Dalton won one. So you look at where every win came minus Dalton was from KTM, Estenson, or Turner. And Turner only won two. Like, Trent's the only one on Turner that won. Uh, Essenson and KTM won 14 of the races, right? 
12, 15, yep. 15 of the races. 12, Man, 15. They won 15 out of the 18 races was two teams. And obviously we don't have this uh, in front of us, but I wonder if you expanded it to podiums, how more encompassing it would get. That would be a worthwhile endeavor. Cause you're, I mean, I know, I know odd had a couple podiums. I'm trying to think here. Uh, Fuck dude. I don't think anybody minus those riders, those teams and Dalton, and odd nobody tanner, else podium. you know tanner oh and tanner yeah the lone ranger tanner yeah that's yeah yeah it's uh i don't know if i want to even dip into it it might just kind of piss me off but going into <laughs> the the twins four riders won races you had jared meese dallas and jd on essenson and briar who pretty much he willed his way to a lima win and he willed his way to Springfield. I mean, Briar's on a pretty much a stock KTM motor with a, you know, in a frame. I mean, so yep. you're telling me that those guys are that much better than Brandon Robinson, Vanderkoy, Bronson, Davis, Davis, yeah, Lewis, Henry, Davis, Wiles, Coley. Davis flirted. Davis was flirting this year. I thought he was going to have another Charlotte there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, yeah, so let's go into the Twins at Springfield. I mean, going into it, we had our preview pod last week, and everybody kind of kind of thought and figured Meese would kind of wrap this thing up. And it wasn't a discredit to any of the other riders, but he's so good at Springfield. And, you know, Tolbert and the, all the work that team puts in, I just didn't see it slipping away. And I did mention it wouldn't have surprised me at all to see to see Dallas make it happen. He's just a very special talent. But Meese the first day kind of just controlled it, dude. I mean, the only one who really could give him any sort of problems was Briar and just not enough to make it happen. So I think that and if first- anything, he he and Briar's battling all weekend just kind of, you know, two bikes are faster than one, right? So it's like, all right, they just kind of worked together and got away, you know, yeah. got away. Um, yeah, and B Rob yeah. had a couple of flashes there where he was in the mix. Like, I think the second day or the first day he was there for a little bit. And uh, the Essence and bikes, man, they just weren't, they weren't in the mix really, uh, as far as a win goes. I mean, the results weren't bad. I think fourth and fifth no. and fourth and sixth, but. The track at Springfield now, man, I could do a whole podcast on the the track the track at Springfield, how it's changed over the years and tires and track prep and you know, because I dude, I I've spent a f- exhausting amount of time trying to figure out Springfield on the production twin. I mean, I that that track alone, I feel like cost me another two championships. Uh, and I I've tried yeah, yeah. tried everything I can to figure it out, and there's just. I mean, like I said, I could do a whole podcast on Springfield Mile, but it did also didn't surprise me to see those bikes struggle a little bit with the way the track was. I mean, even with the TC and everything, do you think allowed to do? Do you? Yeah, because I was taking my notes, and one of my notes here says um, strange, but JD seemed better than Dallas on the weekend, and that is not something that I would have ever thought. Um, you know, that wasn't on my guest list, but did you kind of walk away with that? Like, well, JD had a better Springfield week weekend than Dallas. No, I don't think so. I think, okay. I think they both were just, just off a little bit. I think 
Dallas beat JD the second day and JD was fourth the first day. Yeah. Uh, the first day, I think it was JD kind of, I, th- I think he passed Dallas and kind of just slowly started to kind of get away. So I guess yeah. any team orders were kind of out the window. I know we kind of fucked that up <laughs> on the pod and joked around about it a little bit, but no, JD went right by Dallas the first day. So yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think they just, yeah, I just, I just don't think the Amis work that well on that track. Even, yeah. I mean, they're, they're a lot better than the other, the other bike, like the other Yamaha's that Colby yeah. was, Colby was 12th and 12th both days on the G and G bike, 24 seconds off on day one, 31 seconds off on day two. And I didn't talk to Colby much. They texted me and asked me what gear, what gear to start in. So I gave them a, some input on that because the one time at Springfield, I whole shot it from the second row. I was whole shot. I let it go. Yeah. 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 I was sick. So whole shots are always good there, but I couldn't figure out anything else. And it looked like they struggled as well, but no, I don't know, man. It is what it is. It's kind of a bummer. We, we didn't see like that draft battle back and forth between Dallas and Jared, but it was, uh, I just don't think the Yamaha bikes were as good at Springfield as they were at the other miles. I really, they don't work as good there. that one. Yeah. yeah the, just the grip in the corner. Like what I struggled with at Springfield on that Yamaha was soon as I would pitch the bike in and give it gas, it would just, the the rear end would just hang out. And we've tried everything with setup over four years with Chris Carr and Andrew Butler and Paul Ott. Everybody I had helped me at that track over the years. We, we tried everything and nothing made it better or worse. It was always, we could run six back eccentrics, five forward, 30 pounds of air, 12 pounds of air. You know, we tried everything and nothing seemed to work work on that bike. The, the rain out last year, I was actually, we were going to, we were going to unload our 700 CC that has probably 15 less horsepower. And I was going to try and ride that. I was going to try and shift the bike maybe. Uh, and then we, we, it rained out. We didn't, we didn't actually have to go out and race, but yeah, a little bit of insight there. I just, for whatever reason, they just, the Indian motorcycle, the flywheel and, or whatever, I don't even know what they can do now on those bikes anymore, but it just seems like that engine package works, works a lot better than uh, the parallel twins, which honestly, I'm really surprised with Briar. I mean, for him to go out and, and win that, that second day. And I kind of, I didn't think he was going to get it. And then about the last five laps, it just didn't look like Meese could do anything, anything for him. And Meese kind of made the remark on the podium like yeah i just i just brought it home it's like you can have it i'm like nah i don't know man i feel like he's not going to give up a win i thought that was a little discredit to briar i mean if you watch that race there was nothing these could do with briar i mean he briar had more corner speed the last five laps and he was getting off the corner so well that meese couldn't couldn't even try well, to that's draft definitely him. like if someone had to you know have like an archetype or a stereotype of uh different flat track riders briar is a corner rider he the way that i've noticed like how he performs he it it seems at least from an ignorant eye he likes to have his bikes have more corner speed than straightaway speed and it looked like the momentum that he was able to carry over a race built up and he was just in and out in and out and you know i just think it was uh i don't know what do you think i thought i just thought his his corner speed and the momentum that he was able to get just kind of carried him away I think it's kind of how he rides the motorcycle where he's up on the outside of the seat a lot. He rides very similar to like Dalton Gautier where like when Chris Carr was my rider coach, we would, we would watch videos of Briar and Dalton 
And he really wanted me to try to get up on the right side of the bike more. Cause I ride a lot on the inside of the seat where I'll go into the corner, I'll get on the gas and I'll kind of hang off the inside of the seat, but I'll keep the bike sort of straight up and down kind of like a road race bike. Yeah. And Chris yeah. really wanted me to, to ride like Briar where, I mean, we did one day of testing where he wouldn't even let me put my, my foot down the whole day of testing. I had to ride on the right side of the bike. Couldn't put my foot down at all. And he was trying to make me ride like Briar and Dalton. And I actually did it a little bit toward the end of that first year where it helped me in some circumstances, but I think a lot of it is just like my height. It, Dalton and Briar, they're taller riders and it's easier for them to kind of ride that way. But on certain tracks, when it gets slick and things of that nature, I feel like their riding style and how they sit on the seat of the bike, it really helps. And I've noticed, you know, I noticed it at Springfield a lot because it was kind of slippery. And Briar moves around on his seat so much. I mean, he's so proactive where if there's not grip, he's fighting to find the grip. And yeah, dude, he fucking wrote a textbook race. And, you know, I'm a little biased, but it was amazing to see him get that win at Springfield. He's done pretty much everything you can do at this point in his career. He's won Peoria. He's won Lima. He's won Daytona, two championships, and then he wins Springfield Mile. I mean, that's just another cool bucket list off the off the career list you know as a really cool win for briar and to do it on the ktm is is, su is super cool yep yep he is uh marching away towards an all-time great he's just got to keep uh keep it going I, I really like the ktm twin so i uh i've seen it a lot and obviously it's not the same but you do see it a lot in um in a certain degree, the, in the hooligan world, those seven nineties and the eight nineties. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, I've got a lot of respect for those bikes. They win a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's just something special what Briar's doing too. I mean, Vanderkoy was eighth and Bronson was seventh. I think Vanderkoy was 10th the other day. They were on KTMs, but I don't think, I, I think the engines are pretty similar, honestly. I mean, mm -hmm. I think Vanderkoy yeah. might actually at Wally Brown, they do a really good job with their, ECU and tuning, they have a lot of really good, you know, people over there that I think Vanderkoy's probably engine package is probably more predictable than Briars, but I do want to give Dave and Michelle a nod. I always felt like Dave had a really good understanding of chassis. I think Briar, the chassis they use in that bike, I think that's the only thing that's really been keeping him kind of in the mix where he's comfortable riding that chassis regardless of what the engine is, you could put a fucking John Deere in that thing. And if he's comfortable, he's going to be in the mix. So yeah, I, I, I think they're going to be a lot better going into next year with six months of, you know, testing and development work. And if I'm Jared in Dallas, I'm, I'm looking at Briar as a guy that's going to really kind of close the gap in the points. Cause I mean, realistically he wasn't that far off. Uh, I mean, 80 point, I guess it's kind of a lot, but he had a couple really bad races there. So yeah, Brandon Robinson, he flip-flopped podiums with Davis Fisher. They both were on Indian motorcycles. B-Rob was competitive all weekend. Same with Davis. Davis actually worked for that podium. I think he actually made a couple passes there at the end to, to get the podium there that second day. We talked about Dallas and JD. They were the, the next group of riders, fourth and fourth fifth sixth whatever they finished um and, and so before we we hop off the davis train we've got to go ahead and say it he is the new jared Mees. you know what i'm talking about what do you mean that's bold what is that 
he got he got engaged in Springfield. So oh yeah, I guess, uh, yeah. <laughs> Congrats, you know, Davis. Yeah. Don't go ahead and get married on the front stretch and go for a victory lap. Let's go <laughs> get it out. If I ever proposed to Amber at like a racetrack, she probably would have said no. I mean, I don't know. It's just, yeah. but I think. I think it works well for for what Jared and Davis did, and Davis is a cool. Oh yeah, man. I like Davis, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, and he's been with his girlfriend McKenna for a really long time. Her brother Kyle Johnson was a an AFT, or I don't know, it was an AFT, but he was a singles champion not too long ago. I think it was 2014 or 15 where Kyle Johnson won the singles title, and Davis has been with his with his girl for a long time. So yeah, that best of. There's, Best of luck, congratulations to them. That that was pretty pretty cool to see. Davis put a yeah, put a ring it was on. A, uh, the uh, the euphemism that my uh, wife Lacey says is "shit or get off the pot." So he uh, <laughs> he, he done, definitely yeah. did. He finally he finally uh, asked her to marry. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, going into the other the other riders, Ben Lau had a pretty solid weekend. Honestly, I was I was happy with Ben. He got eighth and seventh. I thought that was. Uh, Solid way for him to wrap up his year and and get ready for next year. I'm not sure what any of these riders are doing next year. I mean, going into Vanderkoy as well. I mean, is he is he in? You know, is is there talks with him? Maybe doing some stuff with Wally. Like, I don't think Wally has. The he liked it, that uh, interview that he did. It was either with Reese or with um, uh, Kristen. But he <laughs> he was making the joke. Somebody let uh, Wally know what's up. He, you know, he used to say he seemed like he really enjoyed the bike. So yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if Wally has the time to do a full season. Like his heart is in flat track, but he's he's a really important guy over at Joe Gibbs Racing, and he's super busy yeah. with with the NASCAR stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I've talked to Wally a little bit, but I don't know exactly what what he's thinking. Um, we'll have to see. But I yeah, I've known Wally a long time. He's he's a really cool guy. So uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully he can be in the sport and do something next year. I don't see him stepping away. I know he's going to keep developing that twin to some degree. So it'd be cool to see uh, Wally team up with Briar. I mean, maybe, maybe they yeah. kind of all team up and and try to do something, but, but I think Vanderkoy did uh, very well on the, on that bike. And, you know, he's got to be considered if, if they're going to do anything. Uh, yeah, exactly. Everybody's doing a really good job on the KTM warming the seat for Cody. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just, He'll I'm jump on and he'll be kidding. ready. Yeah. Uh, Wiles, Wiles was ninth both days. Johnny Lewis was 10th and 11th both days. Colby was 12th both days. I mean, everybody kind of had really similar results after Colby. It was kind of a mix between Brandon price, Brandon price, Jeffrey Lowry was, was up there a little bit. And then you had Bromley Stallings Duffy. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of uneventful. That was a big, uh, what was that? big crash there um looked like duffy got sideways and um oh who was it that checked up and hit him but jordan uh, harris literally yeah. polished his foot he uh, posted a yeah. photo on social media and his foot was facing the other way so i don't even think he crashed i don't think jordan no, crashed. i think he just hit if him you and... watch it again he like you can see his foot like it he's like pointing it off to the side and he just like gets around the corner and says oh fuck this it's not supposed to be looking like this and like pulls off yeah he's had he had a really bad accident when he was a teenager on a on a pit bike he he ran into a vehicle and literally demolished his other leg where he had a oh. uh exterior whatever the metal thing in his leg 
And yeah. I've known Jordan a long time. We were really good friends and he came over, hung out with us when he had like that exterior. What is it called? I forget what they're called. Like the know, metal X-Men? thing where it, no, where you, it's like the thing that it's on the outside of your leg and it's metal and it I, goes into your leg. Oh shit. I've never seen that. You've seen one. Wow. It's when you really fuck up your leg, there's, you know, it's, it's like a metal thing and it exterior. I, I forget like what it's a called. halo. Yeah. Like, like a like halo on your school? leg. I forget what it's called. Oh, shit. But, he had that on his leg and we were riding golf carts around in the parking lot at the Harley shop. And we rolled, we rolled the golf cart with, with the, his leg. Like it was, it was not good. Oh, it was like blood coming out of the, the metal pieces in his leg. And yeah, but uh, he recovered just fine. And yeah, he'll, he'll make a recovery, but that sucks for him. Cause he works really hard as a coal miner. And yeah, I, I texted him. I'm like, sorry, dude, that's, that sucks. That's a big, that's looks really painful. He's like, yeah, not ideal. So Hopefully he gets well soon, but yeah. So same thing with the twins as the singles, dude. I just, I look at the, the guys who won races, there's four riders that won races and I I'm struggling with it. I just feel like we can do something with the rules package to even up the, the playing field a little bit. Um, just make it so other guys I would have to in a and I don't know if it's necessarily disagreeing but I think in the twins class more so and then the singles class is the the guys that won in the twins class they're just generational talents and it's hard for me not to sit here and think you put them on another bike in the paddock they're gonna they're still gonna win don't don't you think that though uh, yeah i mean uh, meese daniels jd briar they're not gonna be bad on any bike they're all gonna rot yeah. they're all gonna be very, i mean they're the best of the best but i also feel if you put everybody on equal indian motorcycles or equal mm-hmm. yamaha mto7s for the course of 18 races there's no way that the combination of brandon vanderkoy bronson davis they don't win a race that, I mean, they're too good to none of them want a race this year where B Rob has, you know, he wins a race every year, Davis and Jared are, you know, upcoming talents, Bronson. I just don't think, I think the other riders are better, but for them to not even to not win a race. I mean, Vanderkoy had one podium. Bronson wasn't on the podium at all. B Rob had four podiums. Davis had two. I mean, yeah. if, if it's not a podium, like the percentage of podiums where it's not Briar, JD, Dallas, and and Jared, it's not a great percentage. I mean, yeah. they pretty much, yeah. I can't get get past uh, how I, what was that? Uh, Castle Rock B Rob had a, like a career best at a TT, and I just look at you know the development of his program going into next year. He's got to be chomping at the bits. Like I, I we said it back then, but you know, that could have been the catalyst for B-Rob to stop being so hard on himself at a TT and be like, shit, I can do this. And I, I have good expectations for him next year. What do you think? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I I guess it just depends on the rules packages and the schedule. I mean, we're not even close to a schedule from what I've heard. I don't think they're uh, going to have a schedule. We'll get all that in, in late February next year. Yeah, I just, they're not even close. Like typically they'll show a schedule at the banquet. And I will say that it's, you know, typically the banquet's middle of October and yeah, it's early yeah. September. So, but I, I heard they're not even close and I could be wrong, but I don't know, man. I've, I mean, it just depends, I guess, what, yeah, what the rules are. I mean, I don't think Brandon had a bad year, but he, 
I mean, dude, the top guys, look at Jared's results. He finished first. <laughs> he literally was on the minus Daytona and the Super TT. He was on the podium every race. And he got fourth and fourth at Daytona. And he crashed and still got sixth at Arizona. His other races, one, one, three, one, 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 three, one, one, two, three, one, two, one. And Dallas was one, one, two, 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 one, two, two, three, two. Three three one five two one five four. So, yeah, Brandon did fine. <laughs> he's just he's just <laughs> not. He finished yeah. 140 points behind Jared, and I just don't think the gap is that big from Brandon Vanderkoy yeah. Davis talent wise. So, yeah, I just I don't know, man. It's gonna be a long off season. I mean, we could run through here, like I think. Dare I say? Right. Uh, this is going to be crazy, but dare I give AFT a compliment and say, what if them ending the season earlier at the Springfield mile gives them the time to suss out all the bullshit and go through all the, the rules and the schedule? And oh, my God, it isn't late February when we're getting a rules package and a schedule. What if, I mean- Corey? I what think if? I think with the time, like most of these tuners and riders, they have other jobs and racing flat track for most of them isn't their number one isn't their number one priority i feel like we should have already had some sort of rules package july august so they can build the bikes around their work schedules and you know prepare for for what next year is is going to be like even getting a a rules package in december it only gives people three months not even to basically two months to build a bike where you know, imagine going to work seven to five and then coming home and doing everything else in life that you have to do and then try to build a bike to go race against Jared Meese and Essence and racing. So it's, yeah. I think they should have had something out sooner, but yeah, I mean, I scheduling's not a, that, that is what it is, but I think the, the rule stuff, they got to get that shit out in July or August, give these guys a chance to develop. A so, bike, let me ask you this with the, the, the R word that we don't say um, the chopping and change that did this year, kind of went back to more of a parody. Um, I think finally we're ending the season in a direction where it's like, all right, we were closer. Like I've always kind of felt the last couple of years. It's like, God damn, we're not even in the same ballpark, but I, I don't know, maybe I'm the eternal optimist, but I feel like we're getting closer and I don't, I could be so fucking wrong here, but I don't see. I any. think we're pretty close among yeah. the top four. I think okay. Jared, Dallas, JD, I think their bikes, you know, there's pros and cons, but I think they're pretty close. But everybody else, they're they're trying to beat each other where they're separating. They're, they're separating themselves from the rest of the pack now where I think that's the biggest, biggest thing where there's so much there's such a gap between Jared's bike, Dallas and JD over everybody else. Um, like, again, mm-hmm. I don't think Briar's bikes, anything special. I think I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything special about Briar's <laughs> bike right now, but everybody, it's a hooligan. Else, no, I'm just kidding. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, like the essence and bikes, they were doing so much development work for years and years and years to try and compete with the Indian motorcycle. And now, now their bikes are just so their production bikes are just so much better and more advanced than like the G and G bike or, you know, 
uh, not a knock on these other riders, but like the Henderson Bromley's bike and regular Indians. It just, they, yeah, just that, that gap has gotten bigger. Did you catch that uh, question where what I think it was Ralphie asked um, Scotty, what would it take money wise? Um, And Scotty was, you know, basically saying that a lot of, a lot of whatever that dollar amount would go towards is, you know, is, is just the stuff, you know, not necessarily manufacturing, but like wind tunnel time and just like setup time. I I was, that was in my notes to ask you, like, if you were given a hundred thousand dollars towards a race program, where would Corey texture racing put it? I think the biggest thing now with these new school motorcycles is just the electronics. I mean, I would, I would reach out to, I'm probably giving away fucking advice that I shouldn't give to people, but I would reach out to somebody in road racing or car racing and find a good elect a good electronics guy who understands the ins and outs of, of the electronics. I think the biggest gains in these bikes is the ECU, the traction control and the, the electronics. I think if Briar can get, get somebody to help him with the electronics and things like that, I think he could, that KTM has a lot of potential, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I would put it in personnel. Like I would, I would hire good people to, to, you know, I don't think a you know, hundred grand, like what am I going to do? Buy a better head or buy better cams than, than the other people. I think that side of it, they're all similar, but I think the biggest difference is, is a really good tuner and a, a really good elect- electronics guy, honestly. So that's, okay. yeah. I mean, I would try to, I would try to go over to road racing where they've been doing the electronics for a lot longer. And, you know, I think, I think the guy Essenson has, I, I've met him before. He's a really cool guy, but I'm pretty sure they pulled him from, I think like F1 or something where he's, <laughs> Yeah, this is child's play for him compared to compared to what he what he was doing normally. So yeah, I would buy a hundred grand. I would, well, I I definitely wouldn't spend it on flat track racing right now. I'd go buy a fucking boat <laughs> and go boating. But there you go. If I had to spend it on flat track racing, I would. Yeah, I I would I would try to get somebody that you know good good people in the pits to kind of help help kind of make the dream come true. But I don't know. There you go. Yeah. I'm going to thank a few more sponsors while we figure out what we're going to finish up the pod with Indian motorcycle, big shout out to Jared Meese, Gary Gray, everybody to, to win another championship, man, no matter what they throw at that FTR 750, that Jared's still winning championships on it. And we're really thankful for Indian motorcycle support of our podcast. Go test ride a motorcycle. There's a lot of really cool, I mean, Indian motorcycle, if you go to a dealership, the the vibe and the brand is, is such a fun such a fun brand and really cool motorcycles. My buddy, Ryan, he has a Indian scout that he's been riding around pretty much every day. And I, it's, I, I hop on it, rev the shit out of it. Sometimes it's a fun, fun motorcycle to ride. So appreciate it. Indian motorcycle moto America. We had a mini cup race this weekend in New Jersey, uh, exhausting, <laughs> exhausting weekend, but they have Coda circuit of the Americas coming up next, man. That's a iconic facility. I mean, you can play it, in pretty much every MotoGP game and they're going to do a really good, really good job with, with Coda. The racing is going to be amazing. If you can't be there, Circuit of the Americas, Austin, Texas, make sure you subscribe to their Moto America live plus package. Dunlop motorcycle tires, 19 inch, 17 inch flat track, off-road street, 
appreciate everything Dunlop does for our podcast and Jerry Stinchfield roof systems of Dallas, Texas. I know Jerry was pumped on getting on the podium at Springfield. It's well-deserved. He puts a lot into his team and the sport and he's a hell of a roofer, man. If you need a commercial or industrial roof, he has nearly 40 years of experience. Hit up Jerry at commercialroofsystems.net. What are we going to finish up on, man? What do we, what do we have? What do we have? Uh, hey, Springfield, bank-related yeah. points. Well, see, none of that matters because as as of today, Triumph just dropped a uh, a, a test run video of the, the DTX bike, and that's all I'm focused on right now. It looks awesome. And I, have you seen it? It uh, They dropped it like today. I think I've uh, seen a bunch of video or photos, but... I think a lot of them were photoshopped and now I don't know what's real or what's not real. I seen a, I saw a photoshopped uh, triumph dirt bike and I was like, there's no fucking way this is what this thing looks like. And then it turned out it was, it was like a photoshopped deal and man, they're dragging their ass on, on this bike, just previewing it. Like it's, it's, you know, I just, just show us the bike. I mean, we don't, it's, they show us the chassis then they show you like the handlebars and show you the, you know, it's just show us the bike, dude. I'm over at this point. So, so I will say that um, the, the people, and I don't know exactly which tracks it at tracks are uh, that it's been doing this, but for quite some time, it's been out there at the track. It's just been, it just didn't have the, like the decals or plastics on it or whatever. So people were just like out on practice days and like being around it and never knew that it was out there. So that's just what I've been told from people at HQ. So I thought that's pretty funny. Like no one, no one realized that it was out there just like in the general population doing testing. It just didn't have all the the work done on it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. No, I don't think many people care, yeah. dude, to be honest. So uh you shut your on. mouth. It's beautiful. <laughs> me and me and uh are you gonna buy one or steal your podcast? Yeah, I'm gonna buy one. Okay. Yeah. Are, you gonna gonna, 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 are you gonna race it or are you just gonna are you gonna ride for singles again or yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna race it um i'm gonna go race against uh kids and girls and get uh fucking <laughs> stomped by them but uh no yeah i'm definitely i'm gonna get the 250 and 450 yep yeah you know yeah, yeah. I, so, uh, sorry wife i know you listen to this i don't know i mean leading into the off season guys i mean the season's over but we got a, we got some interview pods already lined up that we need to get on and maybe we'll do some Q and <clears throat> some Q and a podcasts. If you have any, Ooh, any suggestions yeah. or anything like that, we, we haven't done a tech, Eric, you need to help me with that. We need to do more of these tech tech pods. How many times do I about... text you a week? No, how many I, times dude, do I, I text you a week? I get it. To well, do your homework. <laughs> we did a, we did talk. I mean, I gave a lot of probably technical insight on this pod. I feel like more than what I typically do on a rewind show. So yeah. I feel that that was slightly, slightly our, our tech talk, but we do need to work on that a little bit more. I had a mini cup weekend where I'm, I'm exhausted just mentally from some of these parents, dude. I literally had a a parent (laughs) tell me that I don't know shit about, I've never road raced, So I, I don't, I don't know anything about racing or essentially. And I'm just like, well, I did road race. I don't, I don't like to claim it because I only did it. I mean, I did it, but I wasn't, I'm not Valentino Rossi, but I mean, a lot of this is common sense. I mean, I could watch, I could watch figure skating and tell you if that person's good or not good, but yeah, it was, yeah. it was exhausting, but, and Cruzy pitched it away. He was leading, he won two races and then he was leading the last race and he freaking pitched it away. And 
yeah, gave up the win. He picked the bike back up and finished, which was it's pretty hard crash. I was pretty proud of him for that. But yeah, just, how many races does he have left? It's one more, man. He's got the season finale in uh, New Jersey Motorsports Park for it's uh, the season finale for Moto America on the big track, and then it's our season finale for the oh. for the Mini Cup as well. But yeah, it was it's been a journey in Mini Cup for sure. I a lot of a lot of it, like I really enjoy it. I love working with most of the parents. But some are just <laughs> some are just next level. Like I feel like we need to do a documentary for for Mini Cup. I think people it would be it'd be worth the while. It's just different. It's so intense compared to flat track. I mean, it is it is it's 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 a job, man. It's it's it's, it's do a you job. think the kids? Um, how do you think the kids handle that though? Because like even like with flat track, like our boys race and stuff, and you know maybe we take it more serious than some people do, but I think the kids go well. And um, if you put a kid into that kind of more of a serious culture, do you think that they come out ahead or what's your kind of like sitting back and like looking at the kids? And the how kids they are really nice. Parents? I mean, even the the kids where like the parents are kind of off the hinges, the kids are great. Like I, I don't have any issues yeah. with okay. any of the kids. Uh, they're That's all pretty, good they're all pretty good with crews. Like they come up and I've never had, I mean, I guess I've always been naive to my kid racing and me being who I am, like my last name. And, you know, just, I don't, I don't know. I've never thought about that with crews. Cause he's just like a nice little innocent kid who just likes to ride his motorcycle. Um, yeah, but I've, I've noticed the kind of like the D de- the Deegan effect a little bit with crews and road racing where, you know, the parents there, they don't, they don't, they, they cheer for all the other kids and they, the, the cheering gets a little, it's a little less loud when he, when he does well. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he crashed over the weekend and basically, I mean, I do, I, I it basically like, as soon as he fell, the one parent's like, keep the race going, keep the race going. And, oh. uh, dude, just like, it's just, yeah. And then eventually, um, I have a runner that they run down and they start the motorcycles when the kids can't get them started. And my runner, he doesn't have a lot of bike knowledge. So if he struggles getting a bike started, eventually like I'll run down and I'll start the bike. And I did it in the Ovali class, literally the race before cruises. And he tried to start the bike and he couldn't get it. And he's on the radio, just he, hey, can you, you know, help me start it? So I, you know, I waited like a lap and then I jogged down and got the bike started. And parents were my my mechanic that helps me out, Johnny Long. He said that he heard a parent say, Oh, it must be nice running down. I bet he wouldn't do it for the other parents. It's like, dude, like. It's just, I've, I've, I've been really naive to it for so long and it's probably something I'm just going to have to get used to, uh, just the nature of, it just takes the fun out of it. Like I, I, it was unexpected yeah. for me to hear that stuff. I mean, he cruised, he just had his birthday yesterday or Sunday. He just turned six and I just, yeah, that level of intensity for over a six-year-old dirt tracker. I just, I don't know. It's crazy, but yeah, just got to get used to it, I guess. Overall, I love my job, and I love I love being involved in the Moto America series, but it's just a way different vibe than than the dirt tracks. But we'll navigate it and uh, figure it out. But no, we got a lot of good stuff planned this off season. But we're always open for input. So if you guys have any input, make sure you you hit us up. And we don't like we are very early in this silly season too. Um, we didn't talk about it much, but. Well, maybe next show we'll run down the list of riders and possibilities of where they may go or where they may not go. And 
I try to be respectful because obviously I have a I have an inside ear on a lot of this stuff, just being friends with everybody and not everybody. <laughs> Take that back. Being friends with a lot of the riders and I have an inside ear where I try not to speak on things that I sh- it's not respectful, but I'm going to be more open to kind of what I know. Just, yeah, you know, I don't think that guy was doing that or from what I've heard, this rider might be doing that. So maybe we'll we'll do that on the next show, Eric, the next non-interview show because we got tyler scott coming up on our next one so maybe we'll do a yeah like a silly season part one like right after the season ended and and we'll go through what we we kind of think on that but yeah that's a wrap man i appreciate everybody for subscribing soundcloud itunes spotify it it goes a long way everybody really enjoyed the jimmy felice podcast which was epic and i'm really proud of our springfield podcast with, with six callers and if you guys haven't, I know Springfield's over, but if you haven't already, go back and listen to the Springfield podcast and drop us a, a message or comment. Let us know what you thought of that format. That was a lot of work, but I really enjoyed it. And Billy did a great job with the edit on it. So yeah, I enjoyed that one, Eric. I think we can do more of that for sure. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, guys, we appreciate you. Season's over. We out. We out.